As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're taking a look at Netflix's new addition to the John Wick style of over the top stunts and action gunpowder milkshake. Remember who you're dealing with. Just a scratch. You can get infected. Worms will get in there and lay eggs, and then they'll have to cut your arm off. That's what they teach you in school these days. Three generations of women fight back against those who could take everything from them. Written by the team of Navot Papashado and Aodlavsky and directed by Navot Papashado, Gunpowder Milkshake stars Karen Gillan as Sam, Lena Headey as Scarlet, Carla Gugino as Madeline, Michelle Yeoh as Florence, Angela Bassett as Anna Mae, and features Joanna Bobbin, Chloe Coleman, and Paul Giamatti. Listen, sometimes you want to turn your brain off and watch a hyper-violent action movie with a very simple plotline. And if that sounds pleasing, let me tell you that this movie will fit the mold. As I said in the intro, this movie is very much a highly stylized, female-centered John Wick, chock full of revenge-style action sequences and over-the-top gore. Those action sequences are extremely stylized with a solid mix of martial arts and gun-fu. Now that said, it's not quite the level of John Wick, but it's not a huge step down either. So if John Wick is the Wayne Gretzky of hyper-violent action movies, then Gunpowder Milkshake is the Haley Wickenheiser. I'm sorry, Dr. Haley Wickenheiser. There are some flaws in this movie, such as predictability, a couple dragging moments, and a few plot holes, but again, I did not turn this on for a cinematic masterpiece. I turned this on to be entertained for 114 minutes, and I was. So, to summarize, pew pew, splat splat, thumbs up. I give Gunpowder Milkshake a B. With the code red now over, it is time to look your best for the summer heat. Hit up Nick at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road and book today by visiting boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with an update on Jordan Peele's next project. Jordan Peele has officially released the poster art, as well as the title and release date for his next project. Nope will star Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, and Steven Ewan, and will release in theaters on July 22nd of 2022. With the Fast franchise having just released its 10th entry and its 9th in the actual titled movies, Dwayne Johnson has confirmed, seemingly, that he will not be returning for Fast 10 or Fast 11. While out promoting his upcoming Jungle Cruise movie with his co-star Emily Blunt, he was asked what his thoughts were about Vin Diesel's comments. The comments, you ask, were this, quote, I could give a lot of tough love, not feline-esque, but I would do anything I'd have to in order to get performances in anything I'm 
producing. That quote was from Vin Diesel. When asked about those comments, Dwayne The Rock Johnson followed up with, quote, I laughed and I laughed hard. I think everyone had a laugh all at that. And I'll leave it at that. And that I've wished them well. I wish them well on Fast 9. And I wish them well the best of luck on Fast 10 and Fast 11 and the rest of the Fast and Furious movies they do that will be without me. Well, from the words of the man himself, I'm pretty confident he may not be back for those movies. The best part of this entire exchange with Emily Blunt awkwardly sitting there was her sarcastic response, just thank God he was there. Thank God he carried you through that. Over in the land of streaming, Marvel and Disney just wrapped up their third series with Loki's season finale being released, and of course, we're patiently waiting for the release of the What If series debuting in August. So what will come after that? Well, according to Marvel Studios Executive Vice President of Film Production, Victoria Alonso, we will see their next two offerings before the end of the year. During a chat with Variety, Alonso confirmed that both Hawkeye, which stars Jeremy Renner, and Ms. Marvel, which stars Iman Vellani, will both release before the end of this year. Now, she did not go on to elaborate exactly when we'll see it, but assuming that What If would end its run around October, that means we could likely expect Ms. Marvel, which features a scene set in Halloween, would release around that time, and then would be followed by Hawkeye releasing at some point in December. Either way, as we've come to expect, Marvel and Disney have a huge slate of things for us to enjoy. Now, what about its competitors? Well, following its change in release schedule by releasing its movies on HBO Max, Warner Brothers has confirmed that for 2022, they will develop at least 10 new movies to release on the streaming platform. Although they did not say exactly which movies will release, we are pretty certain that Batgirl will be one of them. And speaking of Batgirl, in the Heights star Leslie Grace has just signed on to play Barbara Gordon and Batgirl. The project is being directed by Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala, the directors behind Bad Boys for Life, and is being written by Birds of Prey screenwriter Christina Hodson. As of now, no release date has been set, but I will keep you posted. HBO Max's upcoming The Last of Us video game adaptation series continues to add to its cast by recently adding Anna Torv, probably best known for Fringe and Mindhunter. Torv will play Tess, a smug and hardened survivor in a post-pandemic world who plays a pivotal role in the video game. It was also released that the project, which is currently being filmed in Fort McLeod in Alberta, has a single episode budget that well exceeds the eight-figure mark. In the land of Netflix, Zack Snyder has inked a major first-look deal with the streaming service. The deal will last for at least two years, with Stone Quarry, Snyder's production company, which he runs with Deborah Snyder and Wesley Collar, calling Netflix home. Snyder's goal is to bring big projects and big movies along with him. The first major project to fall under this new deal will be Rebel Moon, which is an epic sci-fi fantasy announced earlier this month that puts a little spin on the Seven Samurai. Snyder is also developing a sequel to his hit movie Army of the Dead, alongside screenwriter Shay Hatton, who co-wrote the first film with him. Rebel Moon is also expected to be a franchise, so it's likely we will see a few of each of these projects. Netflix also announced that its upcoming sixth and final season of Lucifer will premiere on September 10th. Lucifer, which began life on Fox, had a surprisingly long life on Netflix, considered it was only a pickup. After only running three seasons on Fox, it ran for another three on the streaming service, 
and seems to be more popular than ever. But of course, all things must end. And finally, we end on the news that actor Jackie Mason has passed away at the age of 93. Jackie Mason was probably best remembered for playing Steve Martin's gas station boss in Carl Reiner's The Jerk, as well as being featured in Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 1. I personally will remember him best for playing the father of Krusty the Clown, Rabbi Herschel Krustovsky. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC. And as always, there's little joy in life for me and little terror in the grave. I've lived the parting hour to see of one I would have died to save.